Y'all both got HBO Max? I do because I'm an AT&T customer. And because of that fact, uh, if they just I randomly... Free, free. Yeah, super free. If they just randomly decide, like, you know, we're not going to offer this free anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they didn't, I, I wouldn't change. I like this gig speed service that they got. But I, um, yeah, I got it free. Cool. Easy. You you another one that's got it for free, too, or are you paying? Uh, no, they haven't emailed me with a 16 discount yet, so I don't oh. have it. <laughs> yeah, because I had it and uh, I let it go because uh, we we like I had HBO now for like a lot like when uh, uh, Insecure was on, and then um, I let it go, and then I had it for a second long trial, and then they sent me an email saying, "Hey, we'll give you this amount of percent off for an entire year," and I'm like, "Sold," and yeah. I actually like the app. I, w- I would do that. HBO Max is amazing. No, they got they probably uh, paid first, like the what you would pay for a year, but it was at a discounted price, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, at first I was like, eh, I don't know about it. Then I started exploring the library and I'm like, damn, this it's, is a damn good app. It's quite a few, even if, you, even if you're not talking about like the newer stuff or the original series, like just the old stuff that they got on there, yeah. it's actually pretty dope. Like they got everything Adult Swim, they got the Ghib- they got Crunchyroll, Ghibli Studios, stuff like that if you're in the anime, they got, <coughs> um, I said Looney Tunes already. So do they no. have the Looney Yeah, that? Looney Tunes. They got the whole Looney Tunes catalog. Is that their property or are they just like? Well, so HBO is owned by Time Warner. So you're pretty much getting oh, everything yeah, so they in got Time it. Warner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got all everything. Time Warner Studios. Because I know they stuff. were like, uh, you know, they got all the South Park on there and they took it off of Hulu because yep. of that. Yeah. It's and you can add, like, hey, that is a huge catalog of stuff. Time Warner? Yeah, I was I, I was shocked with the amount of content on, on there too, especially like you mentioned anime. Like I'm a I'm I, I like I like anime. You know I'll I'll check it. I was like I was really pleasantly surprised on what it was because at first I was like you know I was skeptical. I'm like uh, and then I looked Same. and I'm like damn. Same. So I actually did not know they had as much Crunchyroll content. You know what I mean? Like available through HBO. Man, I thought it was gonna be like one or two shows or something. I mean it's pretty much all Crunchyroll stuff, and you just watch it. Man, and now so, you know with the stuff that they announced, they changing the game now, man. So now, you know the the next big release was Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So they said, you know what, the Rona's out here. Let's pander to the people who don't want to go out there. You want to go to the movies? Fine, we'll put it out there. But now, if you're an HBO Max subscriber, the entire you know twenty twenty one catalog they dropping at home. The yep. theaters are pissed, but I couldn't be more happy, man. This is this is a. This is a pioneer move. This is going to be revolutionary because it, it's it really is. It's not the oh you can watch it at home, but you got to pay sixty dollars. You know what I'm saying to watch it at home thing. It's like nope. As long as you subscribe to our streaming service, which they may get new subscribers just to pay just to get this movie, yep. but you're gonna pay what ten ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, sixteen ninety nine, yep. something like that yep. for that one movie, which is yep. about the same as a movie ticket. So. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I think Netflix like kind of started that with um, the Irishman. Yep. But I don't think oh, they yeah. were as aggressive with it as they should have been. Yeah. Because now Netflix is in a situation where they're talking about going back up on prices that you're gonna pay. People complain, but you're gonna pay it. So. Yeah. You're yeah. I mean, they got, they got good stuff. I mean. They did a good job betting on their original content. They do really good with their stuff. Yeah. Um, 
they got some good original anime too. I mean, cut off, but in sixteen, yeah, they but they got some good original. I, I definitely think that that. I mean, kudos to HBO Max for just saying, you know what, F it, we'll 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 take the hit on it. They grew some cojones. And yeah, just pull, and just it's not really, they're trading. I feel like they're trading in some guaranteed. Hey, we'll get a couple of bucks from people who do it because how many folks are going to be out there creating multiple ones for a free trial for every movie that drops? So they're like, right. you might get one on a free trial, but you ain't going to get them all on a free trial. Eventually, you're going right. to send that money. But you know, so because, like I said, because HBO Max is owned by Time Warner, Warner Brothers Studios, they kind of got a built in platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why they're doing it because. <laughs> You know, Warner Brothers is DC, so anything DC that drops, they could just drop it straight to HBO. You know, anything that Warner Brothers, the movie studio, produces, yep. most notably their DC, you know, universe, DC universe content, uh, like they're not losing out. So we had this conversation before about um, who's that that got mad? Was it Universal? That wasn't Universal Studios. Who was that got uh, mad who, before? Who, who was that that put out Trolls that was that was pissed off? It was Universal. Oh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Um, yeah. but the one of those was, movie studios, yeah, yeah, they was like, well, no, we had this, we had this long-standing agreement that streaming services wouldn't cut out theaters because that's where you know our bread is. No, AMC complained. I'm sorry. Yeah, AMC, AMC complained yeah. that Universal DreamWorks was thinking about doing that. So anyway, ain't nobody to complain if you own the damn studio and the streaming service. So nope, it's, it's a win-win situation. Win. So I'm excited. Well, it it ain't a win for the movie theaters, and you know. The fact that this has happened and like, you know, ink's been put the paper on it. I think, you know, probably the next decade, we might be talking like, Death. we might be talking about movie theaters the way our parents talk about drive-ins very and how true. fun they used to be. Very, that is a very uh, accurate observation because I feel like, I feel like people will probably still go because of the whole like IMAX, you're not gonna be able to get an IMAX ex- experience at home. Yes, that's true. But, but <laughs> it's coming. But like, how many movies are IMAX have an IMAX version available? Like I maybe mean, one out of every ten, if that. It's your blockbusters and stuff, but I don't know that that's a big enough draw for me. I'm, is it, it enough for me? to get you to? Is it I enough never... to get you to? You know, is it enough for you and your wife to get in your car, drive there? Spend money on snacks when you could just be at the crib, right? You know, if you need to and, pause and the movie because you need a to, deal you know, you're getting. Like, you're paying sixteen bucks a month to watch every new movie that comes out every month. Your snacks are ten feet away. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about lousy customer service or other patrons. Somebody else right. yelling. Um, you don't have to worry about expensive food. Sticky like, seats, you, sticky floors. What you're paying for one movie ticket to go to the movie theaters, you could just spend on an HBO Max subscription every month. Right. Yep. Now, I mean, we're talking about it being built into the subscription, but I would not be opposed at all if it's a movie I want to see bad enough to paying for it. I'm with Cujo. Like, I wouldn't like the Mulan situation. They tried to, Disney Plus tried to charge people $30 to see that movie. I didn't want to see Mulan that bad. But if it was, let's say, Avengers Endgame or something like that, it's a they steal. Drive, I'm like, it's $30 for me not to have to leave the house? It's a steal. Run that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what people are complaining. Like, they make me pay it on top of it, but I'm like, you're going to end up paying more. You go to movies. You think about it for a second. You buy, let's say you're a family of four going to see a movie. All yeah. right. You know, you're buying tickets. you get snacks for all of them. Again, you're not you're spending driving there. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. You, it's, it's a come up. 
So the theaters are just upset because they're like, okay, they're taking it away from them. But what about the consumer? People yeah. are whining about what they can and can't do because of COVID, because COVID's telling them not to. But most of these people want to sit on their ass at the house and watch stuff on their streaming service anyway. Yeah. You know? It's the, I don't have the option to that people are right. mad about. It violated my rights. You didn't go nowhere anyway. That's what I'm saying. You, you was true. at the crib and now they tell you to stay home and now all of a sudden you want to go bowl. Right, <laughs> Kudo bowling, Kudo uh, bowling, bowling still on the on the schedule. Roll it, roll it, and all. Alley in 2022. <laughs> but yeah, but, man. I, um, no, go ahead. I was gonna ask you which which one of the the ones that they're dropping because now that they're dropping at home, you can watch them all. Even the ones you weren't interested in, you can check them out. But yeah. what's the one that's on the calendar that's really got like piqued your your um your interest? Kudo, is it the Matrix? Now, I'm gonna see Wonder Woman to be perfectly honest. I mean, I'm probably gonna end up watching them all if it's just you know offered to me. But uh, the one that I hadn't intended to even like, let's say all these were just on drop in theaters, I probably wouldn't have gone to see Wonder Woman because I didn't go see the first one in theaters. Not that I'm okay. anti Wonder Woman or anti DC or whatever, but it just didn't draw me as much. You know, what I'm saying? I gotta have yeah. an interest. Um, but yeah, now that this. I, just, I can just press a button and it's just available to him. Yeah, I'm definitely watching it at the house. Yeah. What about you, Is You got any ones of the ones that are dropping in 20 or 2021 that's really piqued your interest? Uh, I'd probably say Wonder Woman, too, just because I really enjoyed the first one. Yep. Um, I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think through, like, so with the movies, because obviously y'all probably read this more than me, but if a movie comes out, how long does it stay on that app? Is it like limited oh, time? Oh, it's limited. I, I, I read this. I have to go back and find it again, but it's going to be on the app for like a certain period of time before it goes away. So it's not one of these things that's going to be sitting there, you know, eight weeks after it dropped and still be and still be on there. Okay, that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. I figured they would probably give it like a movie theater run. So like six weeks. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, I, we could look it up and maybe we could find, uh, you know, find it before the show. Do a little research, but I don't think it's even long as thirty days. I think it's shorter than that. Where they give you, look, you, we, we doing you a favor by dropping it. It's on demand. Like, goddamn, get off your ass and hit the button and <laughs> yeah. watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but then again, why? I, I, I guess I, from a from a business perspective, I would need to understand why that is because. To make if we're talking about the movie, if we're talking about the yeah. movie theater, I mean, I get to draw people to it as quickly as possible, but for them to take it down and put it back up a short time later, because that's essentially what they're going to do. Um, why not just leave it there? And so I guess the point I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get to is that they're still, they're still building this around the architecture, the existing architecture, right? The, the movie theater probably- run to digital. So it's like, we got to, what is our box office for this limited span of time before we drop it on digital platforms as opposed to just it exists in the digital space. So now let's just track how many people watch it. Yeah, let's see what the work is. And easy, you were right, man. It is 30 days. So it'll remain on HBO Max from the day it drops for 30 okay. days. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they're probably doing limited time just because like they'll count streams now as box office. Right. Yep. <laughs> How you they know, count the, like, like listens for digital albums that type just, thing? right like so, albums okay. album yeah. sales went away and now we count streams yeah and and equate that to what an album sale would be so i, okay. I wonder if they'll do a similar like so i think it's a thousand I, I mean, streams I, would think so. is, I think a thousand streams is one 
physical copy, I think, is how they divvy it up or something like that. It's it's high, yeah. which is but this thing is gonna break records, man. Like on Christmas Day when this drops, like I hope they prepare because people are gonna be watching this movie in in droves, I feel like. Yeah. Like I think so. Especially with this being the first one. I think people want to be a part of history, so to speak. Yeah, yeah and they want to see they want to see what, what they're getting themselves <laughs> into. Radio yeah. show movie review on Wonder Woman? Hey, I'm with it. You? I'm with it. Let's let's do it. I found the plot to be contrived and fell apart in Act Three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean it's uh, I don't know. This is an interesting time that we're in, man, where we're literally seeing the world as we know it changing with some of these changes probably being here to stay. Like yeah. a lot of these places that have went like curbside and now what's happened with movies. Like I'm, I'm good with it though. I'm, I am. I, it's, I, you know, it, it's stuff that should have been happening once the technology became available. Once the tech, once the technology became available for you to be able to do your job at home, it should have been a plan in the works for each corporation or each company that can afford, you know, not to be to have to pay for this overhead and for people to be able to do their job successfully to be able to work from home. It, it, it shouldn't have taken a worldwide pandemic for you to be able to say, you know what, we're gonna let everybody work from home. What we've been had this, we've been had cloud-based, uh, you know, uh, programs, infrastructure, whatever you want to say. We've been had cloud-based and, and remote access to servers and stuff like that. So why why did it take this? And the same thing with movie theaters. Streaming services have been out since Netflix stopped mailing movies to your house. Why did it take a pandemic for you to start dropping movie theater movies? other than that backdoor agreement that they had with movie theater. So all this well, stuff could have been done. That's twofold. Like, I mean, look at the majority of the people running Fortune 500 companies, baby boomers. Yeah. I want to get yeah. 16 started on this tangent. But <laughs> I think also, too, they they were getting away with making just enough profit to keep it going. Mm. Whereas now, you know, a lot of stuff that you were doing before that was probably – not smart from a business sense, but you had enough money to let it go. Right. Now you can't do that anymore. So now you have to do it. Yeah. You know, looking yeah. at you airlines with your cancellation fees that went away. And all <laughs> now, magic. now we'll say uh, uh, from an airline perspective, they made 100% profit on all that stuff. Baggage fees, cancellation fees. Oh, yeah. All no those doubt. fees. That's where majority of profit, like they don't I want to say they make 12% profit, maybe, or something like that. 30, 30, it's no more than 25, 30% profit. That's high on, on the actual ticket. They pay pilots. Yeah. The, the maintenance on an aircraft to buy an aircraft to keep up that fleet. And not to mention FAA uh, fees. Like some certain countries charge you just to fly over their airspace. Like if you have a route between JFK and, I don't know, Russia. Like Rome, Germany, all of them are charging you to fly over their airspace. So you got to pay. The airline has to pay that too. And then they getting that back from you in the, in the seat. And, you know. So anyway, that's how they were making their money. So it should be so, interesting to see what they do going forward to recoup. So interesting, man. This whole, this whole thing with um, how the world has evolved, like the pandemic forced us to just basically... I don't know, just alter the way we looked at things where people were stuck in their ways. And that's that's the problem with the with these movie theaters. Like they it's not it's not that the movie industry's fault that the movie theaters didn't evolve, you know. 
Um, it's not their fault. Not their fault at all. And they're trying to say, well, it's not fair that you're not having it to where, you know, people can't come in here anymore and they can stream for the comfort of their home. How dare you? I'm like, it's better for me to consumer. Because I, like you said, Kucha, I gladly spend, if it's a movie I really want to see and I was going to spend $30 to drive there and go see it, you're telling me I could, you know, basically spend the same amount, give or take, but I don't have the, the extra overhead of paying for the rest of the shit that goes along with it and dealing with, like you said, rude patrons or, you know, hearing noise from people rattling bags and playing with their phone. I could just be at home. Mm-hmm. Man, people underestimate how much people will pay for comfortability. Because yeah. I know I'm in that category. Now, imagine imagine CD, uh, like, disc pressing manufacturers and, uh, and distribution companies. But like, hey, it's not fair that people get to stream music now. You should have, don't, don't release music to streaming platforms. Keep them on CDs. It's a terrible idea. Right, exactly. Exactly. Your 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 format is archaic and yeah. we've evolved past that. That's, this is where we're going. Well, they've so. probably been outraged since the iPod. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're even past the point of like when you're talking about with streaming where you're not even downloading individual albums. You pay for a streaming service every month and you get every goddamn thing. Right. You don't just buy one of them, you get everything. Yeah. Now, okay, so as as an artist, M16, how do you feel about how artists are, how they get that cut from, from streams? So like, if you get your album streamed a million times, right? That doesn't mean you have a million album sales. You have like, 200,000 or, or 150,000. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a fraction, fraction. Mm-hmm. And um, I need to, we need to do research on what that is. But anyway, as an artist, do you feel it should I got be? You, Joe. Thank you, sir. Do you feel it should be one to one? No. I, okay. It's kind of, it's, it's skewed. And I, I say that without having like a prepared answer because. It's like, what if somebody so was listening 1500, to this? 1,500 streams. Yeah, I said one. I was there. So you were hey, like okay. almost there. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Okay. So yeah, I, it's not too much I could argue against that because again, this isn't people that are spending money to purchase it. It's just them listening to it. And I don't know who came up with the ratio for that, but obviously there was some math with some people who are better informed than I am about that to say, okay, well, this is what we'll do to um, equal what, what people are listening to. Cause you gotta take into consideration, what if you click on the album by accident? Like you don't really wanna listen to this person, but you accidentally did, you know, did that. So they, I guess they're trying to say, is it a trend that these people listen to the same person consistently instead of an yeah. accidental listen to somebody? So maybe that's that's part of it too. I, I feel like 1500 is too high though. I feel like that, I think that number has a, a lot of, um, industry greed built in behind it because are we talking about song now were you mentioning like 15 streams of an individual song are you listening from an album from start to finish is what they're talking about i think i think think the way they count a stream is if you are if you click on the album and a song starts playing but they also look at listening time so like the average time that people listen to Mm -hmm. it so i think like you can see on the on the radio show um Average listening Stats, you can see average yeah. listen time when if yeah. yeah so they can see the same thing in streams and I think they only count it if it's I think a minute or more or something like that I don't think okay. they count it if you just click on it like if you click on Sergio 
beach tunes or whatever. And then, like, <laughs> just, and then it just starts playing for like one second, you turn it off, like Sergio yeah. ain't getting the cut of that. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's more to it. But no, that's a that's a man, that's a that's a real interesting question because I never considered that. Um, because anytime I had stuff uploaded, it was like on Reverb Nation where if somebody bought it, I got like three dollars off or whatever. Yeah the amount was or whatever, but I never considered what it took to with streaming. But it, again, it changed everything because if you notice, like the only people, people don't really go platinum no more. Like it, it's not based on, on that. You know, people look at how many Spotify streams you get, you know, the base. I mean, you, no, they still, the art was, yeah, they, they, they still go platinum. Yeah. Did they change like the criteria for what it takes to be platinum now? No, I think it's still a, a million. Yeah, it's still a million sales um but you gotta think about it like people like the weekend and mm-hmm. uh, like drake did a billion but ariana grande if you, yeah drake, if you do the math, like a billion streams if you do the math on a billion streams it came down to like six hundred thousand physical copies like he didn't even go on a billion streams that means so he went gold yeah, right exactly which is yeah. crazy to think that that's that's how that math adds up like one billion that yeah, is a lot if Drake is as popular as Drake is, if there were like physical CDs being, I mean, he probably had three, four million sales every time he dropped. Every he, time he, he dropped, he go diamond every time. Yeah, diamonds. Yeah, how many? Ten. Ten. Oh, okay. He go down. That and okay, this is and I say that because this is in a world now. Recall a time where the only way you could hear a song is if it came on the radio and you were listening to the radio at that time. Or if you caught your bootleg man at the barbershop or whatever. Yeah. So which and then they and then they start they start building in bootleg fluff into sales. They say this percentage is gonna be pirated, so we're gonna give you that, you know what I'm saying, as part of your sales. So anyway, um in a world where you can't hear a song unless you buy it, I believe Drake will be going diamond more often than not. I would agree I with could, that. I could I, I, I could agree with that. With people, if they if they taking the time to stream him a billion times, and Lord knows how many, you know, hits his YouTube, like the videos on YouTube have. Right. So yeah, I, I I can believe that. It's just crazy the way things have been, you know, have changed in that manner. Um, like I said, I'm excited with where it's headed because to me, it's more conducive to the consumer, which is where it should have been in the first place. It should have yeah. been more conducive to the people that's spending the money on stuff. Yeah. I also think it's helpful to the artist too because I mean I don't know the the money aspect of it but I feel like there's a lot more artists that are it's very easy for them to get on these platforms and yeah. showcase you yeah. know their talent and it, and to your point I think it's I think it's a double-edged sword on that right because it's easy to get on there it's easy as an artist for you it's easy to get on any platform mm-hmm. that you want to get on but also that means it's, a, it's easy for you know other people to get on so now the market is oversaturated. You're kind of a drop in the pond, you know, so to speak. Um, but I think I think ease of access is better than not because, yeah. you know, you got gatekeepers and stuff like that, which is how you kind of got into the industry before. Um, if you didn't get there, then they considered you an underground artist or you know whatever. And, um, but yeah, good point, Kucha. So so easy. In a world where movie theaters are kind of going to be ancient history. Do you imagine that streaming services will one, start charging more? Um, or two, 
do you think that they will go back to like once once all this kind of has evolved into like okay we know movie theaters are out now we can make more money do you think they'll go back to the the one per movie um model instead of it's just included in the streaming um i think it's possible um but i also think too that if you get such a big group of customers do you really want to piss them off and have them start thinking of other options or have somebody in their college dorm thinking of the next best thing to run you off. Yeah. <clears throat> I was about to say they don't have no other options. Movie right. Gone. But you know, but you never know, right? Yeah. You just never know. Then um, you got an Insta movie pops up from some German college freshman, like you say, yeah, I got <laughs> Insta <you>. movie. <laughs> I think and and this is just me. And they might see this and steal the idea. But I wouldn't be shocked if streaming services like Netflix or HBO Max, they get into the business of, hey, um, we're going to start making like in-home theater equipment. That really? way you can get the full movie experience. Uh-huh. How, do you, like, how do you imagine that happens? <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be like, They'll probably, I don't know if they'll do it on their own or if they'll partner with like Bose or um, Beats or somebody like that, but Netflix in-home movie theater equipment. Easy to install stereos and speakers. So basically you're leasing in-home. Well, not even leasing, but just like. That'd probably be the best Like option. Let's say if you buy a Netflix subscription, you get 10% off our in-home theater equipment and now you have the in-home theater experience oh yeah. shit like creative. how you get your modem from like comcast where they like send that right. shit to you and as long as you got the service yep. it's yours yep man that is smart as hell patent motherfucking pending yeah now nah, like for okay. real, like if you don't do anything else patent the idea that way yeah, if they yeah, actually I, do come out with it you can I make really, money i really need to look into that because when yeah. i saw the news about hbo max doing I, something like that i, I, was like, I, I buy you a stamp to mail it off to the patent office right i just i think that that's something they should definitely look into because yeah I know for a minute, like people really was like all about buying the in-home in-home theater systems, and yeah, people went away from it because the shit. If you're not like a mechanic or a contractor, right, like that shit is hard to install. Like there's some serious wires involved. It's yeah. not straightforward. So now, the only thing I would say, and it, it would okay. So how do you imagine it playing out? Because I I feel like leasing just like with smartphones like you paying 40 dollars extra a month to have the newest iphone but you got to turn that phone in so you can get the new one or whatever so it's like a continuous cycle just like leasing car right so the company can continue to make money off of it so i think for them that might be the best but for consumers and like to your point about contractors you got to run wires you got to have people drilling holes in your walls so when you're done with that you're like oh, i don't want netflix anymore i don't want this anymore now you got holes in your walls from where speakers were and wires, you know, showing and stuff like that. So. Well, I think, I think he made a good point that, you know, you could do it like what a cable company does. Hey, as long as you have this subscription, you can lease our equipment. Um, right. And now like, I mean, look how far speakers have come like with Bluetooth speakers and things Wireless. like that. Yeah. I mean, oh. so we could say they can't Alexa come up with a Bluetooth speaker with a stand that yeah. connects to 
you know, some home device and yeah, you know, I, I, hell, I, I don't know. Alexa. I, I, I think I think the I think the sound quality is going to be better from not Bluetooth, but Bluetooth is definitely an option. I think you know, it's starting in terms of yeah. Terms I mean, I mean, I, I feel like that is a yeah, it's a developed space, but yeah, I think it could get much better. We can fine tune it later. You know, let's let's yeah, get this yeah. offline. You know what I mean? So we can get our idea together and make that money because that's. Brilliant. Yeah, it's but if, if I'm them, brilliant. if I'm really trying to kill the movie theater, no, them is us. I'm them is them is us. Yeah, them is us <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I do for you why we because this this whole topic is so interesting. So, do you feel like these people with the streaming service? Would you, what would you rather try? Like, let me ask you, cool, John. So, on one hand, if you're a movie studio, right? Like, we use Netflix as an example because they put out their own movies. Would you be okay with hitting people with brand new releases that's thirty bucks a pop? Are you more comfortable getting that $17 from somebody every month knowing that they're going to pay for it every month? Because to me, I'd rather have that monthly money than a one-time purchase. I'd rather you stay for two or three years paying but, for the whole service versus now, the one big boom. If it were, you know, Kujex streaming platform, whatever, um, Kujflix, um, I think your, I would. Your <laughs> I think, exactly. <laughs> I think I would do a combination of both, right? So if you are a monthly subscriber, when Rush Hour 8 drops, you will have the option of where you, in order to watch it, you have to pay $10 on top of your monthly subscription. If you are not a subscriber, you pay 35 if you okay. just want to see rush hour in your house, you don't have to be a subscriber, uh, but we do need your information or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Clock in all that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the way I would do it because um, I mean, extra, extra money is extra money, right? If I have the option and I'm just thinking from their perspective as a consumer, I wouldn't think that that's fair. I would just say, Hey, you know, give it to me the best option. Just give it to me for what I'm already paying. But if we're gonna take away movie theaters and be like, okay, I can recoup that money because you don't want to see it, then you just don't want to see it. But if you really want to see it, then you're gonna pay this ten dollars. You don't have another option. That makes sense. I just, I, my thing is like, because um, I don't, I don't think you can. Well, yeah, you can. You can buy a prepaid. Uh, Netflix has a card where you can prepay for a year, don't they? Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm not in the. In the, in the business of taking away guaranteed money. So if I know I can get, um, you know, a month worth of, uh, you know, 12 months worth of, you know, however many dollars for you versus one boom, I'm going to take the the longer yeah. stream of money. But in the end, like you said, extra money is extra money. Yeah. And then we can, yeah. and then we can offer you two different, two different ones. Like, Hey, you want the year of service without new movie releases? It's a hundred dollars. If you want the, the year of service with new movie releases, it's 150 and see, just like that, you saw me because I just spend the extra fifty dollars and have all the JJs. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. The only thing to watch out for if you do like the, hey, the movie's out, you got to pay thirty bucks. You might get some pay per view vibes, and sixteen people end up at a house, just you know, pitching in oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch the movie at one person crib. Yeah. But I mean, look, the same thing yeah, happened with with Netflix. Like everybody know now, everybody knows Cujo has HBO Max. Be like, hey man, I don't want to subscribe. I just want to see Wonder Woman. Can I come over? Let's let's throw a Wonder Woman, you know, screening party at your house. Yeah, you li yeah literally. And Cujo's gonna be like, let's say that we don't though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Look now, I'm charging thirty. Now it's really Cujo. Cool yeah, I'm taxing thirty. You want to come sit here? I'm taxing thirty. That's just, what yeah, just yeah, like yeah, easy said, like pay per view. It's yep. people you like and you can tolerate, so yep. that that helps it too. 
Yeah, even, look, even if I don't like you, you paying thirty dollars to come watch this movie. He's, oh, well, he said like don't have nothing to do with yeah, it. Could just say if you got the cash, I got the yeah. time. Look, I'm gonna run to the dollar store and yeah, have like a little box snacks, popcorn. Exactly. Okay. Look, no. All right. So look, you said what brand? Or in box. All right. So we agreeing that that's the top brand of popcorn, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was gonna say if we're doing random things, I'm gonna grab it right here because I got a popcorn machine. <laughs> really I does. got a popcorn Literally. machine for Father's Day last year, but here it is right here, product placement over Redenbacher right here. Look, I even got, listen, you can't even get, do you see this at the face? I'm all off camera. Flavor call, the actual ones that they use at the movie theater. Wow. So, yes. That's dope. That's super dope. So, <laughs> Did we so just I, go into a QVC break? <laughs> I guess, look, or, or somebody or, gonna pick us up. Look, a one, one gotta stay. <laughs> we all agreed that overridden, but no, for real. Like I had this uh, this discussion with my wife, and she feels like overridden vodka is like bottom tier popcorn. And I'm like, what, what's top, you know, though? top secret is hers, but she also eats Act Two, which is dollar store popcorn. So I'm like, I was gonna like say it? it's the name. It's it's the I'm one you say, know. I would think Pop Secret is definitely second place, but I don't I think know. So. I think I mean there really isn't a. I think when you go in the popcorn section, the only two that I typically see. Yeah, but then there's the one I can't think of the brand. It's like the guy in the cowboy hat. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's some other little smaller ones, but like the ones that's taking up the most space with the different levels of butter and the other different. Yeah, you know, I mean, shit, they got they popcorn. got the butter. They got, and I'm not talking about like the flavor. I'm talking about like they got the little thing of butter now. Right, they yeah, got seasoning. Yep. They got, and that's over Red and Barker and Pop Secret. And then, what, like, what hooked those, me to them was when they came out with the popcorn that you pop, and it came with a pouch of like flavor, and you just yeah used to shake it up. Man, they had like a cheese one. I don't know if they still make it, but that thing was now. They do. now I don't Man. know if it's still in the box, but they. I mean, you can you can buy it separate. It's next to it on the show. But anyway, so while we're talking about movies, something big has happened in the movie world. Um, well, first, I mean, we lost somebody that was pretty big. We lost Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, and something major happened where they have to quickly pivot, make a decision because it was already on the roadmap uh, in in the current phase of the MCU, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where they were going with the storyline for the character he played, T'Challa, Black Panther, right? Um, so now they have to quickly pivot and make a decision on whether or not they're going to recast or other. And I think that there was an announcement recently that they are deciding to pick up later in the storyline where his little sister, who we saw in Black Panther and Avengers uh, Endgame, Endgame um, Shuri, where she picks up the mantle of Black Panther um, and that's caused all kind of issues, right? So... I want to ask, Easy, what were your thoughts or what, what direction do you think that the movie studio should have gone um, in terms of filling the gap that, that Chadwick Boseman left? So I think to answer your question, um, with modern technology, I think there's probably a way for them to let Chadwick Boseman play out, just kind of like how they did Paul Walker and uh, Fast and Furious. I think that should be the way to go because I think, if I'm not mistaken, the story eventually is the sister picks up and becomes the Black Panther anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of feel like you'd be doing 
Black Panther disservice if you don't kind of sentimentally find some way to kind of let him transition. In. Yeah. Transition. Right. Yeah. It's probably the what about, what about you, M16? Well, my first thought process was with it is that who said that it had to be a sequel in the tradition of live action? Because if make it animated or CGI and you can make it whatever you want it to be, Chad, we can live on that character in that way because it's not, you know, you can make history saying it's the first MCU movie that's connected to the universe, but it's it's not live action. It's, it's animated or it's CGI. Yeah, and it, it still would make just as much money as the first one and yeah. the character could could live on. That was my that was yeah. my take on it. That's how they could do it. Patent pending, even yeah. though I can't <laughs> pen, patent pin that right. they own it, but I did yeah. I did, yeah. That's that's but I think, they, didn't you share a meme um that was basically saying like you know we we acting like we can't recast the Black Panther, but we've recasted the Joker twice or, yeah. or more than that. We recast right. it. And that's where I was gonna go. So there was man. Yeah, I, I mean, why not finish it with Chadwick Boseman and then go get somebody that's more than qualified to do it? I mean, a yeah, lot of people yeah. are throwing around Michael B. Jordan's name, but I mean, so here, so here's the thing, right? All those re none of those recasts were in the same universe or timeline, right? True, yeah. true. In addition to that, a lot of those recasts were years apart. But I mean, Heath Ledger was probably the most notable one when Dark Knight dropped between when Jared Leto picked up in the next eight Joker. years. It was like eight, eight years, years, almost a decade. Yep. Um, I think the only one that you could probably say was the quickest recast might be Val Kilmer to George Clooney Batman. Um, Even then, was two years in between. Right. That's, I mean, in, in two years, I think we probably looking at that in terms of you know when he passed to when the movie's gonna be released. But yep. um, I, th I think I think that's the quickest one because even Superman. I think, I think the when, point when, he was trying to make was. You know, just because he passed away doesn't mean we can't. The character has, and that's and that's keep the, it going and make it a reincarnation. Yeah. And, you know, make it and, decades long. And thing. nobody, nobody is saying the character has to die. The character T'Challa will not die. He has. Mm -hmm. I mean, even without the MCU, the comic books have been around since the literally since the seventies. So the character, yep. because he's new to y'all, and because Chadwick Boseman picked it up recently. Um, which is another point that I had wanted to make was like literally the only reason some of y'all even know who Black Panther is is because of Chadwick Boseman. If anybody else had played that role I, or, or if they had casted that entire movie differently, if it wasn't Chadwick Boseman, if it wasn't Michael B. Jordan, if it wasn't Angela Bassett, if those people, let's just say all three of those people died in some freak accident filming the next one, y'all gonna be like, oh, recast all three of them and just continue the movie. Nah, they was the whole reason that you even went to see the movie and you fell in love with the character to begin with. So yeah. not saying that the character has to die, but in order to not just brush off Chadwick, because it's, it's not just him and it's not just an emotional thing. Okay, I'll say this. When they recasted Rhodes, when they recasted War Machine, wasn't that weird? Like when you saw, um, man, Terrence Howard and then the next mm -hmm. movie, Couple years so later, like, you saw Don Cheetah. It was Cheetah, like, yeah. It still like, feels weird. But yeah, but it was it was weird for like because he was because Terrence Howard was the first one you saw in there. But after, yeah. but until you mentioned that, you almost forget he was in the first Iron Man because Don yeah. Cheeto's held the mantle longer than him, and you just sort of you just keep it moving, you right? Know? But he but that's a supporting role, and that transition for a lot of fans was still weird because, like you said, this was the first time we saw any of these characters in live action. Um, 
and then for the, just to change it up that quick, you know what I mean? Like it was, it but was I just, odd. I think but the, ca- the character can so live on. Too. But I think we can for the, for the next movie, fast forward in the timeline, let Shuri take on the mantle, and then in the beginning of the movie, or if you want to do the jump around timeline thing, if it ends up working for the writing transition to Black Panther. She talks to him in that dream world that Chadwick was talking to his father in with the kings and the trees and stuff. And he's in the Black Panther suit. So you don't have to worry about recasting another actor. He's wearing the Black Panther suit. She talks to him in the dream world. He some kind of way transitions, whatever you want to write the story out. But it makes sense that she's now the Black Panther. And then fast forward three years later, you can recast and do another iteration of Black Panther. Hell, we got Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland within a certain amount of time but again it's not the same universe so yeah and also this is a movie that people want and nobody asked for the andrew garfield spider-man just tossing that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's fun a lot of people still like a lot of people he's the favorite he's the favorite spider-man i don't know why i don't know how, how? but a lot of people like that andrew garfield. i thought toby mcguire was that no i mean there's some people who i mean they you know said toby was good but they was like the best spider-man that we got was garfield and I'm like, yeah, maybe he was, but he was doing the worst movies. I need, I need, I need whatever drugs y'all. Yeah, I just, I just want to have a conversation with him. I'm just trying to understand. You just, just want to talk to him. Yeah, I mean that that has to be the hottest of hottest movie takes. This is my first time ever hearing this. Piping right cold. now today. <laughs> it's it's cold freezing cold. cold. Yeah. It's a, I'm, look, I'm in, I'm in a couple of those. Um, um, Geek groups on uh, on Facebook and just you you and um, Easy yeah uh, Journey of a e- Black Nerd yeah there you go yeah I, why I, am I not in this group it's in interesting comments in there man hey look hey sixteen I'd be trying to add you to groups and you'd be saying no to that shit and you act like nobody no, knows you know that. what's super funny is that I I used to try to tag people in those and M sixteen is one of them I used to try to tag people in those back when the group used person. to let you tag people that's not in the group. Yeah, nobody yeah. ever joined. Now all of a sudden, I look. There was like a the... few sports groups I was trying to add him to, and he like didn't know on the slick and acted like I just never noticed. But yeah, we can add you to that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a different person now. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, he's, right. he's I'm, not anti Facebook anymore. I'm not anti Facebook anymore. I've changed. I, yeah. I'm different. If but it no, was it... the Goat Radio ten years ago, I would have been anti. Yeah, but yeah. I you, mean, if you read through some of the comments, like, super yeah. duper anti Goku, or I don't know where that came from. Oh, it's it's a, it's a balance, but people like making fanboys mad. So you'll see a lot of Batman uh, 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 troll posts trying to make Batman fanboys mad. Yeah, yeah. Same you, thing with Dragon you, Ball you Z. Like figured about those, but it's kind of funny. Like, it is. It's it's just, like one of those things. It's like you're not a fan of it, but it's valid and it's funny, and you just yeah. kind of have to chuckle and go about yeah. your business. No, I just I just can't. I just uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just crazy the way people. Want to act like Chadwick Boseman was a was a man who played several iconic parts. Yes, we know him as Black Panther, and we're all disappointed and hurt because we're like, damn, we just got you, dog. We just got you with this little brown boys and girls been waiting on this, and it's gonna live. We're gonna make sure that it lives. But I, I she said, "Who is she to y'all?" I see the way she looks at you. I said, "Babe, what's it to y'all?" I can say, but really, what's the use? There's things from my past you just can't control. So don't put me on the stand if you can't handle the truth. Right here and now, all I want is you. Yeah. 
because that character deserves to continue to I, live on. I agree. I think it deserves to be recasted. I don't think it needs to be recasted for part two. That was no. that was my take. I, Who said they have to rush it? it well, because they already slated to have part two begin. And I think it, and that's what kind of another point that I was making and I might have hinted at it, but I'm like, this decision impacts an entire universe. So it's like, it's not just that you're going to recast them for Black Panther 2, but if they end up doing any more group movies or, you know, team movies or ensemble movies or whatever, then that impacts the rest of the universe. Not, you know, even his cameos in connected films, like if they did another Civil War or, you know, whatever. So um, it's, bigger than, it's bigger than him. It's bigger than Chadwick. I think that recasting him would make it, a very weird transition in the rest of the universe. And it's like I said, it's well, not it's nothing to do with my emotions, anything like that. That's a small percentage of it. But I think the impact it'll have for the I mean it'll be fans. weird watching it, yeah. but just like the Terrence Howard situation, like it unfolded in front of our eyes. Like but Terrence that- Howard literally said, if y'all don't give me X amount of dollars, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Like everybody knew why he wasn't yeah. in the next Iron Man. So Yeah. You know, it's the same thing but, here. Like, but they also, replaced, they also replaced Terrence Howard with a superior actor, too. It's not like they went and got, you know, that, yeah, I, no disrespect, is. but it's not like they went and got, like, Morris Chestnut to play, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they went and got... That's disrespect. I'm, I'm, not, I'm you, not trying to be, but so I'm just you saying... You tell me Tyrese would have been a bad war machine? No, that I don't, I'm not taking a shot at Morris Chestnut. I'm just saying he's nowhere... You know, we all know he's nowhere near the actor that Don Cheeto is, is my point. Not, not yeah. saying that... More chestnut is trash. Yeah. yeah. So but it's not I, like they did they upgrade. But that was a supporting role. I mean, up until I think up until Civil War, we didn't even really see a whole lot of war. You know what I'm saying? Like he was in the Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, Don, movie, Don, Don Cheadle had probably had like two cameos. Right. Until, so, like movie to that point. 
So I'm like, if you recasting something as big as a main cast, so like, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is obviously the anchor. Iron Man is the anchor around the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Something happens to RDJ, you know, God forbid. But like, now you got to recast Iron, which I mean, he old. He was probably gonna, you know, not have that long. He probably gonna um, pull a um, Logan. Help me out, Hugh Jackman, and be like, Hugh Jackman, done, man. You know. But anyway, if something happened to him before Avengers. Infinity Wars, and then now it's like, oh, we got to hurry up and recast, you know, whatever, whatever. It would just be, it just be odd because of what it does to the rest of the universe. And then, you know, you saw him in, uh, oh, that was Thor in um, Doctor Strange. Anyway, whatever. So that was my whole point. I just didn't, I didn't, I, the connection that it would, or the impact it would have on all the connections throughout the universe. It was just because when they set him up, Kujo, you would know, you would know this. Yeah. So were they setting up, was Black Panther being set up as the face of this next phase? Was it like him and Spider-Man where he's like, gonna, you know, somebody had to take up the Iron Man mantle as the face of the Avengers? No, I know. It, it's, no, it's not going to be, Black Panther wasn't going to yeah, it's like a, be the new Iron Man, but um, his next move, I mean, obviously there's, there's Black Panther too. And then I think he, I think Black Panther was slated to um, cameo in a couple other movies further down the line i think if i remember right um but like i said if they wanted to recast later i would be more for that and let like i said shuri take on there's a way to tell that story of how that transition happened without it feeling rushed marvel is they've got a crack team over there um but they can recast it later and make it like a new timeline or whatever, and then or alternate universe, just like they're doing with Spider-Man. I mean, you had three Spider-Man, now they're pulling it all together to show like a Spider-Verse. And as we know with the comics, there's you know different versions of how T'Challa's story was told. Like the 1970 T'Challa ain't the same as the one that was released in 2002, and different than the one that was just released in 2015. So it's like you know what I mean? It's different. So you do the same thing. Side note real quick too, the name of the comic back in the day they could never use today because back then it was called Marvel Jungle Action and I just not sure that they're <laughs> gonna be using jungle action and you know. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say that wasn't that wasn't racist, but you know. I don't think it was either, but it's just funny at the yeah. fact that it was called Marvel Jungle, jungle Action. action. Alright, so um high budget applause real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that was all I wanted to get out about the chat. I had to unload on that one because there was a lot of people talking about, you know, folks was saying it was just based on emotion. I'm like, that ain't, that's, that's a half truth. It's, it's more about the fans. And they were like, when fans, the, his story deserves to be told because we finally get a black superhero and he's rich and he's powerful and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, we didn't finally get that. We got him on screen. He's been there. Like, because yep. you know what I'm saying? Like he's been there in different, different uh, uh Somewhere Wesley Snipes with Blade, he's jumping up down like, guys, hey, I've been there, I've been on screen. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, and I think yeah. some people were like, well, they should never make another one. That That's it. Oh, nah, no, that, no. that wasn't me. Nah. I'm just saying he don't have to be recast for the next movie. Like yeah. we don't need to go but out and has- get it has to continue. How many bat like Kujo, you said how many times have they recast Batman? How many bat you lose count of how many they are? Shit. Af- Affleck wasn't even done with his before they went and cast 
you know, Robert Pattinson, man. It's yeah. been so many. Yeah, five. So it's been Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, uh, Affleck, and now Pattinson. Yep. I can count him because his ain't been released yet. They could scrap the whole movie and not even whatever. Um, is anybody going to go see that one? Are y'all curious about that one? Yeah, a little bit. I am. Well, I'm a Batman fan, but even I'm starting to like, yeah. At first, I was like, not Affleck, but the way Affleck plays like his his Batman, like before they neutered him in Justice League, but the way he played Batman was Batman. That was Batman. I'm talking yeah. about that was some Arkham Asylum shit he was yeah, pulling off. That man. was Batman. Yeah. Um, he was brutal in your face. I think, I think, and this is all speculation from what screenshots and pictures that are being released but people are saying that this Robert Pattinson one is going to be more emo they're going to kind of uh dive into the psyche of Batman more than they had previously it would, psyche with it my, would do I that want with psyche with my action movies I want bones breaking and explosion <laughs> but I mean you gotta I mean you gotta there's always been that you know psych element to Batman because one of his his uh, psych he's a grown-ass man in a bat suit there's your psychic. <laughs> exactly. No, because he dealt with a lot. I mean, the trauma of seeing your parents murdered in front of you, and then all of a sudden you want all this bat-themed stuff because you saw a bat after they died. Why? Why would you want to pick that to constantly remind you? You know what I mean? Like, you are you are living in your PTSD, and you've made that <laughs> your brand. Like, imagine going to war, and you lose a leg. Now... You got a one leg logo, and then like you throwing legs at people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why would you want that to be your brand? Anyway, so easy. Are you curious about this new take on if if that fan theory is is, is correct? Uh, in regards to Batman or are we just talking to Yeah, him? like if like if they're gonna dive into the psyche of Batman, like Robert Pattinson's gonna be emo. I mean talk more about I think it's better state. than watching his parents die in every movie. Like same thing with Spider-Man. It's like, man, we about to get watch Uncle Ben get shot for like the fifth time. Like yep. so I think I, I think it's different. Um which somebody like me, I'm tired of seeing remakes, I'm tired of seeing stuff remixed and all this other stuff. Yeah. So I think it'll be cool. I mean you'll still get people to watch it people are still going to check it out yeah, so i agree yeah why not i i, I am i am a hundred percent in agreement with you there i said the same thing um a while back even before they even when athlete announced he was only going to do this one movie i was like whoever does it next please don't let it be an origin story like we just got the origin like three times right in less than 10 years like and i think that's why people it. found joker so refreshing because it was just different. Like, and I mean, if you're going to do that type of story where you're looking at his mind, looking at why he did what, why yeah. not do it with Batman? The yeah. face of it all. Yeah, I agree. So at 16, you don't, you don't want your action movies to have, um, to be like a, uh, a psychotic thriller, so to speak. He, he well, said, leave no, Twilight I'm, where it is. I'm, I'm, I, that's a little bit of stick for me because I actually enjoyed the emotional aspect of the Nolan Batman series. The fact that, you know, it was Batman in a grounded world where basically that movie was like, like the Dark Knight was basically heat with a guy dressed in a costume and a killer clown. You know, it was a crime yeah. drama. Yeah. And I'm cool, I'm cool with that. I think 
some of it is the fact that it's just like it's been too much. Like some of these characters need a break for a second so it can feel fresh again. Yeah. I mean, damn, Batman like I said, we one of them. Yeah, I think, I, and you know, nobody's a bigger Batman fan than me, but I think the character needs a break for like several years. Like yeah. when Batman and Robin killed the franchise and there was no Batman movie for like eight, nine years, and then Batman Begins was fresh, I feel yeah. like that's what it needs. It, it's it's so superhero too. fatigue with certain characters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, this is, this is, man, this, this conversation about this, uh, like where the movies are headed and stuff. This is man, we could do this all day, man. It's, right. it's like talking hip hop. We could do it all day. Cause right. at, at heart, yeah, we might be these cool radio and YouTube personalities, but deep down, we're just nerds and we like comic books and video. <laughs> May not games. be so deep down, but that is very, very accurate. Actually, it's not deep down. We're <laughs> wearing it. This is what it is. Um. Uh. I, I was gonna say something else about that. Oh, the Joker. So. I didn't know that I was gonna like that movie as much as I did. It's I tremendous. Took the time to avoid watching it, and then I ended up watching it on, I think, an airplane. One day I had a long flight, and I'm like, you it's know what? It's just great. Let's go ahead and watch it. It's phenomenal. Like it was basically to your to your point, like Batman, and that's what made me think about it. To your point, like Dark Knight being heat, like it was a crime drama with a dude dressed in a costume. Um, yep. The Joker was basically a movie about a mentally ill guy and he just so happened to be based on a comic book character. Like if you didn't know who the Joker was, you would just think like this is just a movie about it's like it's a it's a it's a tragedy. It's just it's a tragedy. Yeah. You didn't you didn't even get a mention of anything DC really until they brought up Thomas Wayne. That was it. Yeah. That was that was kind of really the only thing. I mean obviously he's Joker and you know whatever, but like if I showed this to somebody who's completely oblivious to anything DC, like if I showed this to my mama and she watched it or whatever, she would just, yeah, that would just be it. So I, I would be cool with them taking a similar approach to uh, to Batman. But I, yeah, I think I think Nolan did um, a decent job. You know how I feel about that whole That's trip. another he, debate too. He did okay. But um, but yeah, I, um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this, with this, Man, this next one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out here not that we're you know in the business of I mean we we do I don't I don't know I don't know these guys personally but we started mm-hmm. following each other on Instagram and I started listening to their show and I think they might listen to ours too I'm not sure but it's this 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 podcast called Reels of Justice where mm-hmm. they put movies on trial where they have one on one side arguing against the other you might enjoy what they what they talk about on there maybe we could talk to those guys one day it's yeah we need to have content. them on I'm, I'm yeah i'm 100 percent for that and it's funny you mentioned that i saw a video online i think it might have been tony baker or somebody posted it and we i think we all saw this meme before where it's like it's a stack it's an m&m's box and it's a reese's box and it's a stack of movies under both yep. and then okay yeah so it was that and he was talking about it but he went one by one comparing the movies in each stack um yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was having that conversation and it was like comparing Goonies to like the Warriors or something like that. And I'm like, that's a little unfair, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cool to just, like you said, put them on trial, want to get to the next one. So I want to, I want to do that. So maybe, um, maybe we reach out to them and see if we can make a mashup happen because the yeah. way they, I mean, like some of the movies that they, like it's movies that you wouldn't think that people would review and they go out and check them out, and it's just a cool, it's just a cool concept. So yeah. you know, uh, shout out to the Reels of Justice podcast. Um, you know, they do, yeah. yeah. Shout out to them. So Mike, 
look into uh, making that happen. That'd be cool. We got to talk uh, anime one day too. Easy. Do you do you partake? Uh, not as much as I used to. But if we yeah. talk about the classics like uh, Dragon Ball Man. Z and the One Piece, Bro, Fist of the Fist of the North Star is my favorite uh, anime Wait, movie okay. of all time. When you say when you say you watch because M six every time we talk about anime or any cartoon, you talk about Fist of the North Star. I want to hear more recent anime that you watch because I don't want that to be the recent. end of your list. Well, yeah. I got the I got the Funimation channel, but I mean, I'll just flip past it and whatever's on there, I'll just just check it out. You know what I'm saying? So I got you. I got. You. I just yeah, I, I I like it. I wouldn't call myself a fanboy, but if it's on or if I could find some, I'm 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 interested. Full transparency, I literally think that's all I watch now. If it's not on Cartoon Network, if I am going out and streaming something. And like my wife don't have a remote. If I, you know, if I'm in charge of other. I'm going downstairs to watch TV by myself or whatever. I'm watching anime. Like I don't know why I'm just on this anime it, kick. I'm not watching anything else. It's really good. Like I, like when I was coming up, man, that was my shit. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not serious. even watching it at all. Like Yu Yu Hakusho, One Piece. Like, oh man, yeah. I used yeah. to be all into that. Yu Yu Hakusho was so good. What? Man, don't get me started on that. Yeah. But um, for later on, I texted you guys two options for one guy to go since yes, we've been sir. talking about movies. Oh, wow. Oh, I was going to ask Kujo, are you plugging the night, man, before we get to one guy to go? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's, I don't have it with right. me, but I, I got I got. Um... All right. And look, we, we're, we are equipped this time. The beauty of it. There we go. First time with the Get new this thing. from a, a TI album. <laughs> Sound good, don't it? It does. Um, okay. So, Snack Club. I did a holiday edition recently where I reviewed several different holiday themed snacks. So go out on YouTube, check that out at Kujo, the same look. Hopefully I'm pointing in the right direction where you see If not here, just stick it there. If it's wrong, just <laughs> stick it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm gonna talk about my favorite one from the six snacks that I reviewed. Sugar cookie M&Ms. Now, oh shit. Coast runner up, sugar cookie, Hershey's Kisses. Actually, no, the sugar, the elf on the shelf sugar cookie. There's a lot of sugar cookies. It's a very popular, uh, popular flavor this holiday season. Um, and all of those are new, so go check them all out. But the sugar cookie M&M was so good because number one, if you know about M&M's crispy, then you know how good they are. With the little, it's a rice crispy in the middle of an M&M, so it give you a little extra crunch, pop of airiness, kind of the texture flavor combination of having a rice crispy in the middle of your M&M. It's that with white chocolate sugar cookie coating, and it's delicious. I love a crisp. Is crispy is top two M&M flavors of all time, and I don't I don't think it's number two. But I don't want to be so rash and just say that it's the greatest of all time. But I think it's the greatest of all time. Um, um, yes, you, I agree. Yeah, no, crispy is the best one. And Chris, this is crispy. Peak. Between that and peanuts, man, I'm good. Like, yeah. I don't need pe nothing. Else. Peanut butter is good too, though. I like that one. I've heard the peanut butter is good. The yeah. caramel, I liked. Apparently, the brownie's very good. The hazelnut was was decent. Um, I was I was a little underwhelmed with it, but it was still good. I, I would eat that over the the regular plain. But anyway, getting on top. Sugar cookie M&M's. Very good sugar cookie flavor. Um, 
I don't know that it gives you a hundred percent the same kind of you know feel as as or as flavor as a regular sugar cookie. Um, but it was a pretty good interpretation, and the crunch that you get from that crispy reminds you of biting into a crunchy cookie. So that's what you've been plugged to: sugar cookie M&Ms. Man, that sounds amazing. The high budget applause, the Cujo Snack Club. Man, look. When you said that, you, I was like, oh, that is like, <laughs> man, we got to do one of these one day, like you said, man, either like in person or just all of us yeah. coordinate where we get the same thing. You get ready to plug and we try it on air and we just sit here and yeah, eat on I YouTube. Got, we def, we got to do that because, um, yeah, we get, y'all got to be the next snack plug and friends. Like I said, I don't know how comfortable everybody is with me. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can socially distance while we do it or everybody sits six feet apart and we just film at different angles. We, we can make it work. But it's yeah. just what everybody's comfortable with doing and what everybody's schedule looks like. Well, it's um, it's also knowing the people that you that that you around. Like I know I wear my mask faithfully. I know you do, Cujo. Yeah, you do too, Easy. We all done took that walk of shame when we walked out the car. It's like, God damn it, I forgot the damn mask. Yep, you run back to the car. Yes, and, and and my hand washing routine has not changed since pre-pandemic because which I is washing wash your my actually hands. washing your hands. Yeah, I always wash my hands uh, every opportunity I got. Um, so yeah, I still wash my hands. And then we talk about me. I'm, I mean, I was carrying hand sanitizer in my pocket. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, this yeah. Is, I, I had it in the car already. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can do it. We can definitely make that work, man. Um, I just got to yes. figure out what thing. I'm trying to, I guess I want to try to do a thing since the first one had a thing, but it wasn't planned that the first one had a thing. If that makes sense. Like, I just so happened to have, like, literally, I had a, I overwhelmed myself, spirit of transparency. I went out and bought, like, I was like, oh, would you this video, this video, this video. Not thinking about how much time it takes actually having the time, being a dad and having the time to sit down and dedicate to filming and editing and all this other kind of stuff. And anyway, long story short, I just got all this stuff and I was like, I got to eat this fast and I need some people to help me. So I was like, I called two of my homeboys and they was like, bet. So we got together. And it just so happened that a lot of it was hot stuff. So I was like, let's make it the hot edition. You know what I'm saying? And so, I got to see if I want to keep that going. And I I agree with that video that the hot kettle, flaming hot, if you have not tried that, do yourself a favor and just go ahead and try them. Now, they're not as hot. They're not as hot as I thought they were going to be because they flaming hot. Man, it's just something about that seasoning on that type of chip. Chip, yeah. It's game-changing, man. And I don't think enough people have tried it yet, but it is great. The sleeper, and I don't want to take this time to just talk about myself, but the sleeper in that video was the flaming Hot Macaroni and Cheese. I did not expect to like that as much as I did. That shit was good. Like, I still it was, remember how it, it was better than what I thought it was, but yeah. I probably won't be eating it again. Now, the regular one was good. Yeah. Really like the jalapeno one, Okay, if you haven't tried that one. I haven't tried the jalapeno one. Both of them are very good, all at Walmart, next yeah. to each other. Gotcha. Under a dollar box. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't grab it because I didn't I didn't grab all three because I didn't think I was gonna like it. Like I had my expectations set low. Yeah, no, they and they then, did a good job with yeah. it. They definitely did. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's it. Plug. Sweet. <laughs> I, I'm trying some of those, man. First chance I get, I'm getting some of those. By no, trying like, it, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna order them on Amazon Fresh. But yeah. but no, for real, like get the flaming hot kettle and then the flaming hot uh, macaroni and cheese, like. Set your expectations low. Don't listen to me telling you how good they are. Like, just expect not to like them. 
that's how you should go into yes that, i think that's the best way to put it yeah nice man i'm with it sugar cookie m&ms i still can't get that out of the brown like yeah that's that's happening so sugar cookie m&ms sugar cookie hershey's kisses the elf on the shelf cereal is sugar cookie flavored with marshmallows in it um somebody else had something sugar cookie flavored i can't remember but anyway yeah there you go that's what's all out there this season nice a quick housekeeping on air. Well, actually not housekeeping, just fast news and notes here. And then we got to figure out who's going to share this one got to go on their screen because I'm sharing something and I don't know if anybody else got access to be able to share on, on, on theirs, but we get to that. Well, second. do we know which one we're doing? I guess we could just read it. We, I, we I don't. Can we, can, we can just oh, you figure it out. Gonna... You said, oh, you said two. Got it. I I'm said sorry. two. So um, we uh, can do, we, we can do superhero groups or we can do um, movie series. Man, I, I like the superhero groups, man. It goes with the theme we've been talking about. Might as well, well stick we've been with talking it. about movies. Hold on, let's see. I felt like both were fitting, so whichever way y'all. I'm good go. with either. I, I want to toss this out here real quick. I don't know when this this show is gonna drop when people finally see it post production and all that, but <laughs> we got the glorious return of the aftermath this weekend. Two of them actually. On Friday, Tiki and I are going to talk to a young lady by the name of Tay. She hosts a podcast called Talks with Tay. It's like a relationship podcast, but she she goes into a lot of different places with the conversation. So we're going to holler at her on Friday. And then on Saturday, Easy and I are going to be talking to a real estate agent by the name of Michael Talley. We're going to talk to him about what it's going to take for, you know, if you're out there trying to purchase a house, what it's going to take to get you in there, his style of what he does to help his clients. Um, he's also a former radio host too, so we're gonna share some stories about what he used to do back when he was a radio host too. So two aftermaths this weekend, both of them on YouTube and all your streaming platforms. Um, also, don't forget that we were mentioning. Don't forget to check out Cujo's Snack Plug. It's on the screen right there. Just search for Cujo right there on YouTube to check him out. Um, ATL Divas got Cassandra Octavia. Just search for that. Tiki got Bella and Kai. So everybody out here just. They out here trying to make it happen, man. So, yeah, tossing that out there. So, with that, I think we should easy. I think you should do both. F it. Why not? Yeah. I, hey, All yeah, right. we here. Yes, sir. We are. Okay. Oh, damn. We got them side by side. Sweet. Easy. This is your domain, man. Take it away. All right. Cool. So, uh, since Kudra's got it on the left, we'll start on the left side. So, Movie series, one gotta go. We got Lord of the Rings, Mission Impossible, 007, Mad Max, Harry Potter, and Star Wars. Um, I'ma just say off the rip, Star Wars definitely ain't going nowhere. Um, so I'll leave it up to you guys. Um, MC, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go last. Okay. So for me, like how easy it likes to go, go and tell you which ones are stay, like, hey, this this right here is staying. So the, with the, let, let me just make sure I understand it. So with the 007 franchise, that's the entire, that's from Sean Connery all the way down to Daniel Craig. It's the entire, entire. Yes, yes, entire library. Entire. Okay. So what's staying for me on this one is the Mission Impossible movies. They that's stay in. They, for me for sure, for they, sure. They're damn staying, all right? They are just too, like, the last two Mission Impossible, you can make an argument. That's two of the best action movies that you'll ever see. Um, yeah. Um, for me, the one that has to go on this one, man, just due to the fact that um, 
I just wasn't interested in it and haven't I flipped past it and not interested. I I guess I go with Lord of the Rings. I just not I just wasn't interested. Uh, the rest of them all good, but yeah, but this I just wasn't interested. So Jeff? Yeah, I um the one I I, I thought we would have uh I don't, I don't think the universe, not saying it didn't taken away from the movies at all. I think, I don't think the universe is big enough to compare to the other ones with Mad Max. So I'm not going, because I'm biased there, I'm not going to send that one home. I will say that and I'm still reviewing in my head, but it's between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And I am going to go with I'm gonna go with Harry Potter, only because Lord of the Rings, the books have been around longer, so they kind of stay culturally relevant for longer. Not not taking nothing away from Harry Potter books, because they popular as hell. But I think I think that time in and experience kind of plays more into Lord of the Rings' favor, and then um, the movies were just as good, if not, you know, better than the Harry Potter one. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Harry Potter, man. Final answer. Um, and I'll be different. I'll go. Um, I'll go Mad Max. Um, not saying it's trash, but like I haven't watched like the original ones, but I've seen the most recent one, and I feel really good. Um, yeah. I just love the other ones so so much. Even though Star Wars is really trying to drop the ball with that last trilogy they threw out, they're really trying to irk some people. Um, yeah. The rest of it is just too good to give up. 007, you can watch almost all of those from start to finish. Yep. Harry Potter, I've read the books, watched the movies. Mission Impossible, still great after all these years. Um, Lord of the Rings, nothing recent, but just great. Yep. Um, even, even some of the animated ad- adaptations of uh, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Yeah, like, I mean, so all of them great thing. Lord of the Rings, I mean, you know, they went all out. They had the book, they had the movies, they had the video game. Like, you name it, they had it. It was on the front of your brain all the time. Um, next one we have on the right side, we have, um, you want to call it superhero movies, superhero groups, however you want to call it. That's what we got on the right side. Um, we got X-Men, we got Fantastic Four, we have the Avengers, we have the Justice League, we got Suicide Squad, and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, off the rip, Avengers definitely staying. And X-Men is definitely staying because I've been with X-Men since they had the cartoon and everything else. So yep. the yeah. Houston theme song. <laughs> I can't unhear it, Cool Joe. You Bro, did it, man. Man, hey, I I can't. I like that song. I like I'm Your Baby Tonight. And it's on one of my playlists. Every time it come on, I'm like, bruh, this, this is the X-Men theme song. Who did that? Yeah, and you can't you and you you put it in the post. You like once you go here, you can't unhear right. it. Right. So now every time you hear Whitney singing that. It's you just X-Men. see Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> you hear all the whoosh. whoosh. Yep. <laughs> um, go ahead and sing. We'll do the same order. You go ahead. Okay. So I have to, with some of this, I have to take out some of the bias that I have when it comes to these movies. Because based on how annoying Peter Quill was and messing up everything in Infinity War, I've still not forgiven him for beginning to pistol whip, spoiler alert, Thanos, when they almost had the goddamn gauntlet off his hand. No, no, and- no. Let's stop. Let's stop right there. I'm tired of people. I, I, sorry, but I, I'm tired of people 
putting that on Quill. It took them entirely too long to get that glove off. I get that that's, you know, it was written that way or whatever, but he was unconscious, bro. Like there was no reason why y'all shouldn't have been able to take that glove off. Regardless of if he gave them extra time, something else would have eventually happened because the plot had to play out the way that it played out. But if it wasn't Peter Quill, something else was going to happen. Spider-Man and Iron Man took too long to get that goddamn glove off. That's all I'm going to say. We can they fall. That. I'm putting it on them. Take that long or is Thanos just that damn strong? That it really took all that effort. I mean, no, because they were just whooping his ass when he was conscious. <laughs> they legit was punching him in the face, and he was getting knocked off balance. Now you're telling me he's unconscious, and you can't take a glove off his hand. It's Peter Quill's fault. That's my fine. story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, but so if I take that out of that, before all that, I was loving them. That the one that has to go on here, because I if we start talking about weak movies, because Fantastic Four has the the weakest movies that and Suicide Squad out of this group. It's Justice League staying, Avengers staying, X-Men staying. Based on what the Guardians of the Galaxy are, they have to stay. Suicide Squad must go, they must stay gone, and they must <laughs> never be spoken of again in this group. Okay, so, get them out of here. All right, so if you didn't choose Suicide Squad, you had to take them out. It would be the, it would be, it'd be the Guardians of the Galaxy that would go after them. Okay. Um, for me, I, I just again, I, I think Suicide Squad was kind of up against the up against the ropes on this one. I don't, I don't think they could stand against the other ones in terms of um, movies and. I mean, culturally, I don't think too many people was aware of Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the movie. I think pretty much just like Suicide Squad, so they probably might be in the same same boat there. Um, but without Suicide Suicide Squad being there, I'm gonna go with. <sighs> I'm gonna go with Fantastic Four, man. Just because, just because of what Guardians did with their movie franchise, they got a couple of anime. They got an animated adaptation that's pretty, pretty dope. And um, Fantastic Four hasn't. Has, their movies is what is what's making me choose them. The team itself, dope. One of the dopest. It, yeah, and yeah. Georgia, you you basically took the words right out of my mouth. I, I'm yeah. right there with you. Fantastic Four, um, great group. I, I like the characters, but man, those Same. movies were terrible. Same. Yes. They took a break and the movie got worse. <laughs> they took a break and the movie but, got worse. But, but hold on, easy. I have I have it on a on it's in an episode from years ago of the radio show that you and the jerk went to bat for that movie saying that Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong and it actually was decent. It was it was decent. But it was worse than the first one. <laughs> like, that means it was terrible because those movies were they were god awful. Well, uh, I guess you know what? I do remember saying that, and that was the first time I watched it in the theaters, and you know, you know how everybody some of the excitement still hadn't worn off. Yeah, everybody has the same opinion. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go in with this bias. I'm gonna, you know, I don't think it was that bad, you know. You're looking at it from a different perspective. But man, oh. I rewatched that thing. I think it came on TNT or something, man. And I was like, man, this is terrible. Bro. I can't believe yeah. they got this thing. They made it worse. Mrs. So, 16 watched that movie um, when it debuted on HBO all them years ago. And she said, she said, listen, we've seen some bad movies before. And we've seen some things that's like, oh, it's got some really, she's like, this is absolute the worst movie I've ever seen. She said, I almost considered logging on and doing some work 
that's how bad this movie is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, this movie, the, the last one came out in, so if we, if this is a previous show, this was like 2015? Yeah, this was 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I watched, I ended up catching it again, and I was like, this, this they really made this movie worse than the Full, full transparency, again, I still haven't seen the new one. Because, okay, because I haven't heard any good things about it. I haven't heard yeah, one look, just, person. Just save yourself the trouble, man. Just yeah, I, I think I'm, at this point, I'm, 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 it's, all, it's gone. Let's check the Rotten Tomato score on this. You know. Oh, yeah, it was low. It was low. I remember yeah, that. I think it's in the it single digits. I remember. I all think right. it's in the single digits. So while you, while you look that up, let's make, this, let's make this a little bit more interesting, right? So 9%. That's bad. Well, okay. By comparison, what did Ghost Dad get? <laughs> <laughs> what is good? Okay. <laughs> That's another movie that I just thought of that I know is, is terribly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. Ghost Dad or Leonard, Leonard Part 6. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Ghost Dad. I'm, I'm efforting here so y'all can talk here. Oh, it's all good. Oh, okay. What? It's 6%. Wow. So, so you mean Fantastic Four is marginally better <laughs> marginally. than Ghost Dad? Slightly, it is better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is funny. Nine percent and six percent—that's crazy. Six percent. And then you got to consider the budgets. I'm pretty sure Ghost Dad had a budget of like six thousand dollars, and then Fantastic Four was like three hundred uh, million. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like easily <laughs> over a hundred million for sure, yeah. probably. <laughs> so, all right. So let's make this a little bit more interesting. We're gonna take out some of these. We're gonna leave in the. We're gonna leave in the big three, and we're gonna do a one guy to go. And this will be the last thing. We'll wrap it up. So we got a couple minutes left. So, from the left, we're gonna do Mission Impossible, 007, and Star Wars. I would argue that's the that's the top three. So we're saying which one's the best out of the three? Or yeah, well, no, which one got to go out of those three? Mission Impossible, Ooh. 007, Star Wars. Oh, all right. You know, unpopular what? opinion, Star Wars got to go for me. Ah, I was, I was right there with you until I thought about some of the animated series. Some of those Star Wars animated series, they, I mean, are pretty dope. I and this is somebody who loves Star Wars. I got the damn you know, uh, pop figurines in the other yeah. room. I'm just I'm just a big guy for the secret agent gunfighting. Gotcha. And movies and both of those fit my needs perfectly. So okay, M16. it would be hard for me to get rid of any 007 movie, let alone um, Mission Impossible. Uh-oh. The one that has to go, um, just to preface it, the, the Mission Impossible movies, there are no there are no bad ones. There may be some that are better than others, but that entire franchise is very consistent. It's actually gotten stronger as it's gone on into the 2000s and the 2010s and into the 2020s now. It's um, it's very strong. Um, it, for me, it's Star Wars. It would have been 007, but the Daniel Craig version of 007, which I feel are the best movies, where they got out, they, you know, uh, no disrespect yep. to the Pierce Brosnan yep. era, but it was kind of campy. This Daniel Craig will knock your face off your face. And I'm <laughs> with that. 
right? So it. if Star Wars has got to go, and Star Wars has been tainted by some questionable movies within the last, say, decade or so. That's what I'm saying. The so, last trilogy really soured even hardcore Star Wars fans. Like, yeah. you know, you know, like I got some friends who were like legit pissed off about the last movie. So, you know, they still so, might attack me for my opinion on this, but I say what I actually. Uh, all right, hold on. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's see. Let's go back. Let's go back. So, Star Wars Episode One, the one that they when they initially brought it back in '99. That got a 52%. That was the first one that's not rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was 92, 94. So that was uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, 94. Return of the Jedi is 82. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace is 52. Then Episode 2, Attack of the Clones is 65. Then it starts kind of going back up. Revenge of the Sith at 80. Clone Wars, which is an animated series. That's why I want to talk about Super Dope. 93. Um... Then they got the other Clone Wars, uh, 2008, which is a movie that was 18%. Um, anyway, saying all that to say, there's some, yeah, to, you, you're right. There are some questionable ones more recently, but also historically. Um, so, yeah, that might be it. Might be Star Wars for me, too. Yeah, I was not expecting us to sweep that one at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so make it a little bit more interesting on the other side too. We're gonna go hey, next. We, we might go viral off of something like this. So I know, right? We're gonna cut. The, we're gonna clip this one out and and, pipe, and, and post that one. Yeah. Um, Rage, so, welcome it. X-Men, All right. So what's the three on the right side? X Men, Avengers, Justice League. Well, as much as I just vouch for X Men. Hmm. God, I love the cartoon. Hold on. Damn. This shit ain't right, Cujo. No, this ain't I, right at all. I'm I'm I'll make it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Justice League. And I know I'm gonna catch a lot of fly. I mean, it's not an easy decision. These are I mean these are arguably the top nah. three. These are the top three superhero teams of all time. I can't think of any bigger three teams. No. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Justice League, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Justice League. I'm too big. Well, first of all, I, I gravitate more towards Marvel anyway, but there are a lot of DC characters I do like. Notably, Flash is... I, love I mean, DC too. is definitely inferior to Marvel, but that's the one thing they got right is Justice League. Justice League, yeah. They yeah. got... I'm just thinking about the cartoon and growing yeah. up on that and... I mean, those are the... If you had to... If you ask people to name... Oh, well... Maybe not now because of the Marvel Universe, because a lot of people who weren't fans of anything before started like Marvels. But if you ask people to name three superheroes, it's going to be Batman, Wonder Woman, and, and Superman. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that's the trinity of superheroes. That's the holy trinity. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think I think everything else that, that Avengers and X-Men have going for them, for me, I, I, I can't let them go. I can't let X-Men go. I like the dynamic of all the characters in the entire X-Men universe. Um, it's yeah, it's it's too much, man. I can't let I can't let I can't let X-Men man, I, Avengers go. Yeah, you made this is not fair. You know it's what? Not. Take me, Lord. Take me. Lord. 
Well, I chose. Y'all got to choose. Come on now. Ooh. So, did you, did you, I mean, he said so he picked X-Men. This, this is, this is no, wrong. I, cool, I picked. No, no, he picked Justice League. I picked Justice League. But is it, you picked. Pick, I was about to say X-Men, and then I started thinking about the video games I used to play and all the hours I spent playing the damn X-Men game. So, yeah, I'm, you're going to have to come back to me. 16, it's, it's you. Ooh. Shit is wrong, man. This is not cool at all. Um, this is rough, man. But based on – well, Avengers is flat out staying. It's really a two-team man, race here. That's what I'm saying. It, it's between Justice League and X-Men because – Oh, man, this, this – Avengers this is, got Iron Man, Black Panther. We can go on and on. Captain America, Thor. Look, now, if you, go man, on, you know what? If you go you know on, what? Go ahead. See, Justice League gotta too. go. It's Justice League, man. And it, you know I'm a Batman guy, but X Men is just too hard to give up. They just got so much to offer. It's so it's a lot. And, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's it's begrudgingly it's Justice League. I might post I, this in the in the Ejabun group and see what everybody else thinks. Yes, I'm yes. very interested. Or, or easy, you posted. This is yours. You, you posted in there, and I'll. I'll no, you can post it. It's whatever. Shit, put, just tag me. In it. I was gonna say, put a put a put a link to the show in there and let people debate it. You know, when the time now, comes. I think they got anti-promotion. It's called yeah. spam or whatever. Yeah, I think they got anti-promotion rules and posts. You can't promote yourself. Oh, well. We try. Yeah, I might be able to do it in the comments, but I can't do it in the post itself. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, I ain't happy with it, but there it is. Yeah, man, so, I was trying uh, to Justice easy. League. You said the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to keep Justice League, but man, no, I, I can't when you let start... Wolverine go. I can't yeah. let Mystique go. I can't man. let it, Professor X is the one because the, the Justice I can't League doesn't Storm, have a Professor X. Cyclops, Jean Grey, yeah. Rogue. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It's too Justice hard to even even, even a Magneto because you even Magneto. You 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 either side with or you have empathy for Magneto in situations. There isn't a villain on the X Men side that you have empathy for. Now you might like the Joker because the nigga's crazy and funny and shit, but like there isn't a villain on that side. You're like, man, I Magneto. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the name? Kind of my boy, even though he's a villain. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't anybody on that side that's like that. Yeah, this is that's damn good one. So I know. you know we're on a crunch when it comes to to time and everything. And I know we got random, so um, I guess we could try to make them as efficient as possible because I know that uh, you know time is time here. Um, what you got on your mind, Kujo? Um, carriers, mail carriers, postal carrier, pack, parcel carriers. Um, you had months to prepare. This season comes around every year. And you knew at the start of of the pandemic in March, you should have known and you should have been preparing for worst case scenario for the holiday season, being that you had already seen an uptick in parcels from the pandemic because people were staying home and ordering stuff. Um, Should have done more hiring. There's a lot of people out there jobless that probably would have been more than happy. Not to get logistically, you know what I'm saying? Your facilities probably can't handle as much 
um, but completely shutting down operations. USP, uh, UPS, I'm looking at you. They stopped picking up from certain retailers because they just couldn't handle the volume. Um, but I feel like a lot of that is is lack of hiring, lack of preparation. I'm not behind the scenes in any way. It's just a gut feeling. But that's my random. Y'all should have prepared better. Man, that's facts. Y'all messing up, y'all messing up people's holidays. That's the one thing we all had to look, not necessarily look forward to, but it's kind of, you know, silver lining that I'm going to get stuff during this pandemic, or maybe I won't, you know, maybe there's whatever. I don't know. Fix that. It's facts. Do better. It's facts. Yo, I'm going to jump in real fast, and I just, I don't feel like this has been said enough about uh, Trump and the recounts and the voter fraud, but if there's rampant fraud, why weren't the recounts done in all 50 states? Why is it just where he lost is wrong? If it's you know, if it's fraud on both ends, that means some people cheated on the other side too, that there were re- Republicans that did it as well as Democrats. So if it's fraud, then it should be everywhere, not just in the states that you lost. So I don't understand why or that argument want, isn't being made. Or if you want to take it further, why aren't you recounting those Senate races that y'all won? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mitch yeah. McConnell still got a job. So, I mean, he's the only one that got cheated. Like the logic behind it, like they're still in like they're leaving Mitch McConnell in there and they're leaving like Rand Paul and folks like that. But Trump is the only one that got cheated. It doesn't make any sense to me. If it's rampant fraud going on, then investigate everybody, not just where you where you feel like you want. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I got to talk to two retailers real quick in the spirit of peak season and holiday shopping. Uh, Walmart, y'all almost got me in trouble. Y'all told me that my girlfriend's gift was going to be here on November 13th. And November 13th came and gone, and y'all still had the same date in there with no updates. And then, when I decided to go home for Thanksgiving, y'all decided to drop the package off when I wasn't here. Mm. Y'all said, we're going to drop it November 13th. I, I was there a whole nother week. Never dropped it. Then all of a sudden, hey, your package has been delivered. Really? Really? Try to be proactive and y'all still wanted to try to bend me over? Really? <laughs> Next person I got a beef with is, is Costco. I love Costco. I think it's the best place you can go shop. Um, But you know what? Y'all always have them TVs in the front and y'all almost made a brother go broke with all these great deals y'all had on those TVs. I'm going to need y'all to chill out or at least have those deals in another part of the year because those prices were too hot and those TVs were looking too good. And I almost bought a damn TV that I didn't need. So I'm going to need y'all to either spread the love throughout the year on some of them deals or or figure something out because y'all almost took all my money before I even got started. It's, It's insane how cheap TV has gotten. No, man. I think because we all came up in the era when, you know, flat screens and HD TVs were new and you had to pay $5,000 for like a 50 inch plasma or whatever. And now. Do, do y'all remember when people had like the bigger your TV was, the more cool and expensive it was? Like if you had a big screen TV, it was literally a big yeah, fucking screen with a oh, huge yeah, back yeah. behind it. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm like 50 inches was considered big when all this first start kicking off. Yeah, I mean, 
just to throw it out there, Costco had like a high sense TV, 4K, 82 inch. It was like 55 inches. On Amazon, normally it's 600 bucks. Costco had it for like 240 bucks, and I'm like, wow. yo, that's just like I'm. I'm just wrong. I'm seriously standing next to my mom. I'm like, yo, mom, if I get this TV, will you take my other one because I really want it? but how am I going to get it to you? Like yeah. I'm sitting there. I literally sat there for 20 minutes. Like, damn. <laughs> Making life decisions in Costco. So, so I can put this in my truck and still have my luggage and everything in the back. Yeah. But how am yeah. I going to get the TV to you? I literally sat there for 30 minutes and I was like, you know what? The fact that I got to do all this thinking, that means you should just walk away. But he, but he eventually it's going to happen. And also easy shout out to you. Side note, man. The executive membership with Costco that you've been trying to talk me into for like the last three years, I'm staying. It's staying. It's they staying. got me. They was like, yo, you spending too much. You need and, to get it. I've already to, reaped the rewards. I've already paid for the membership. It's already paid for. Thing. Costco makes it so easy for you to buy electronics there because of the executive membership. I'm like, yo, if I buy this TV here, I get 2% back. And not many retailers can give me two percent back on everything I purchase. Yeah, it's the it's it's staying. I yeah, they got me. It's all so, good. Yeah. So full, full transparency, once again, I I don't think I've ever even set foot inside of a Costco. Okay, so I'm gonna just say this one thing, and then you know we'll see we'll see if you do it. Do you shop at Sam's? Do you have a Sam's membership? I have a Sam's membership. We used to shop there more often than we do now. We are thinking about increasing the frequency just for certain items like water, paper towels, stuff yeah. like that. But we wouldn't probably still won't shop there a lot. And I was trying to. So I was anti getting, I was anti renewing the membership. If you go to Costco, between the membership, the prices, the deals they have for members, and just the experience of shopping there, you will never go back to Sam's. Gotcha. So is it like Target to Walmart kind of thing? It it is the it is the bolt the warehouse version of if Publix and Target had a baby and it was a warehouse store, that's what it is. Yeah, and then they give you a side chick called the gas cheaper. station. It's cheaper. Which is even cheaper. Yeah. yeah. And then the gas prices is out of control. And yeah, yeah, I used to see that line all the time at yeah. at, uh, at Cumberland. And you can get your uh, your car serviced over there. You know, don't get me started on all the benefits. We could talk about that offline about the many yeah, ways. We, like, we maybe Costco, about, we out here, man. We we are I mean, for sale, especially okay? you with a family. And I told sixteen yes. this. I was like, dude, the fact that you are not buying everything at Costco, you are definitely losing money by not. And buying now it. there's no other way. There's no other way. My youngest is like, did you buy this at Costco? She even knows the deal. So. Yes. Oh, let me see. This I'm, was, trying to, uh, I'm trying to figure out where the closest Costco is. What, what part of town are you in? I'm in uh, South, South, uh, Southwest, South Fulton. Mm, I know there's one Cumberland. Yeah, I know Brookhaven. Cumberland. There's um, one in Sandy Springs, I think. I'm trying to see if there's one South. There's one in hey, Sh- Sharpsburg is the other one that's closest. So Sharpsburg is 15 miles from me, and then Cumberland is 20. So oh, about the same. Well, like I said, we can. Oh, let's wave to the camera since I guess we're we're ending off here. Thank oh, y'all yeah, for sorry. <laughs> Thanks y'all for watching, listening, audio, YouTube, the whole nine yards, radio show, all up in your face. We'll catch y'all 
Yeah, we're gonna continue talking about groceries and adulting. Yeah, offline, but appreciate y'all. <laughs> yes.